ladies and gentlemen, it's myself, Nasi Pizwane, back with another episode of Sludge Underground Podcast. Amira, how are you doing? I'm pretty good. What's up, uh, Sludge Underground Podcast audience? Yeah, that's, it's really, you know, um, it's a privilege for me to be having this conversation with you. Um, it's been sort of a long time coming in a way, like ever since I came across your stuff, on like a while back i think when we started following each other i've just been very intrigued so i'm super stoked to be having this conversation with you and as obviously said you are you know multi-talented um you're not only a musician um but there's quite a lot that you actually do so walk me through some of what it is you know the rest of the stuff that you do besides the music um okay well i am a theater major so that's my sort of degree um, I'm a writer and director, and this introduced me into the art scene, um, like creating for different kinds of audiences, differently abled audiences, or differently like tasted audiences, you know. So that's how I got into um, like fine art or audiovisual or like digital or fashion. Um, so yeah, yeah, I do like a whole bunch of things. I'm just uh, interdisciplinary artist um i feel that it's all the same thing you know yeah and that's a really uh valid point that you bring up there you know you feel like they're all the same thing do you not maybe feel though that um you know that phrase where they go jack of all trades master of none type thing or would you say for you it's more like you know you do pretty well in each of the things you know that you do that you enjoy them equally in a way or is it like do you find yourself maybe enjoying the music a bit more than everything else do you find yourself maybe enjoying you know some of the fine art you know more than anything else let me in on that um all right so actually that's interesting that you said that um uh, the saying actually goes like the extend the extended saying is a uh, jack of all trades master of none but master of all is like a master yeah. of like some something like that but basically saying that um you yeah. can be a master at a whole lot of things. Like people like cut the phrase off there, you know, and I don't like to yeah. uh, limit myself to, to that. I feel like, um, I, I master things like in steps. So I had to master theater okay. first. And once I mastered that, it's sort of like a graduation onto the next thing. How is the, the whole experience of like theater and such? Because it's very different from like, you know, getting into like a studio and maybe laying down vocals or producing something, um, you know, a lot of quieter elements in some of your stuff as well, um, which shows that you're very diverse. But um, just how do you ensure that, you know, how do you sort of, what can I say? make it so fluid and that you're really good at you know each of those things and how do you make sure that it all sort of links up in a way and that you don't sort of drop the ball in one or more of the other elements that you work on um i think it's inevitable that i drop the ball um especially in regards to perhaps communicating with an audience that may not understand some of the elements so like i do struggle yeah. in that way like i'm like yo will this be received well? Because I might think that I'm laying it down really well, like whether it be a play or like a script or a track, anything. I'm like, yo, this is sick. Yeah. But if it's not like received in a way that's like understood, I, I feel I have dropped the ball and I feel like that's been a challenge for me um, over time because mm. 
like it's difficult to find an audience that is open to having the ball dropped yeah. and having that maybe be even a part of it, a part of the work that the ball is being dropped, you know? No, I totally get you. Like that pressure of just sort of the general and like audience basically just accepting, you know, uh, accepting some of the stuff that you end up creating, it is a bit of a challenge as well. Um, would you say that there's also like an element though of at the end of the day, you can't really please everyone so does it not sometimes end up being a matter of you just saying, well, fuck it. I mean, some people like it, some people won't. Tough yeah, thing. fuck it, we ball. Does that even happen? <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> definitely. I, I feel like I have to because um, I am such like a diverse artist. Um, I cannot please everybody yeah. and I do have a specific style and a specific message so it definitely will not and cannot be mainstream or like grandly accepted i'd like to be like the person who maybe talks to like three people in an audience that's obviously not the goal but that's the reality sometimes yeah no that's really special it's it's really special indeed like i just look at some of obviously what i touched on earlier was that you know um there's some quieter influence in your in your on some of your tracks there was even the one track that i was listening to um i think it's on your band camp and um it was pretty much i think you had sampled there uh and you know was that you is that you on the vocal no that's definitely a sample that's from like um you know how they do those yeah. like classroom kind of vocals and there's like classroom these these homies in a classroom and they're singing yeah, yeah. it's that yeah. <laughs> yeah so you just like basically created the beat though that was your yeah. production. how did you sort of get into that you know production and sort of producing and in actual fact just looking at everything that you actually do um obviously you are multi-talented but would you say what would you sort of classify yourself as you obviously you don't want to label yourself you don't want to package yourself in a certain way but the amira that i'm talking to today Am I talking to Amira, the musician? Am I talking to Amira, you know, the fine artist, the producer? Which hat do you sort of bring forward as like the main one when you're sort of, you know, bringing yourself out there to the general sort of audience? Um, I think for the time, it's definitely producer. Um, Over this year is like a title I kind of discovered and like um, leaned into. Um, I I wouldn't ever have thought that would be the sort of thing but it is so yeah and how did you basically get into production like what sort of sparked this love for production and being a producer um i think it started as like a merge between video editing and producing because like if you've ever made a track you'll see that it's sort of similar like cutting editing and making a track um so it like yeah. this meeting, like the first track I ever made, it's called um, Surplus Morale. And I hit a friend of mine up. Yeah. Uh, her name is Naledi Fly, Mach- Fly Machine Sessions. Um, very dope. Um, but okay. she sent me some book. Vo- um, I sent her a poem and she like read it out. And then I made the, the track. She sent me some visuals and I cut the visuals. And we just made this like strange kind of um, soundscape. Um, and that was like the first kind of sound thing I ever made. And I was like, Oh, this is kind of dope. Like I'm pressing keys on my laptop. It's like writing almost. And like the sounds coming out. So 
everything yeah. has really leaked into the other thing. Like I can't stress that enough. Yeah, you can definitely see it. Like uh, as I keep saying, you know, if you literally click into your link tree, it's like an entire universe of just wholesomeness and just good vibes whatever it is that you end up clicking in i mean there's even like a, a section there where it's like uh how do you guys pronounce it tarot yeah, cards yeah, yeah. Tarot <laughs> yeah when did you actually realize that you've got this you know sort of uh, gift um so i've always been sort of like a weird little baby um <laughs> so like i grew up around people like reading tea leaves and like tarot um and then i think a yeah. few years ago I, I like got a dick and I tapped in and I was like a bit scared. Um, I experienced some weird things in my life. So I left the dick at McDonald's. But why McDonald's? Dude, I have no idea. I was of frightened. I was so scared. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, and then I, I feel like I'm finally mature enough to like come into my calling right now. Um, so I started reading this year um, and it's been like a very interesting journey like helping other people and like, yeah. you know, serving. And, and is there, I mean, is there any link between, you know, the tarot sort of reading well your gift and, you know, you being an artist, you know, holistically, are there any links there? Cause I mean, I'm even remembering, like I was telling you a bit earlier with, um, Keenan Mayer, where he was literally like, it sort of works in unison in a way because the music itself is sort of like a calling. And sometimes you'll find that he'll be producing something or be making something and he can feel that it's something that is just coming over him. You know, it's literally just, you know, outside forces working within him, you know, to bring out that final product. So would you say for you, um, being a producer, being an artist, you know, does this sort of link up with the gift as well? Um, yes. So like, it's very, I guess, controversial, but I'm, I'm quite into the occult. Um, and, okay. but that doesn't make me like a shut, like a dark person. Right. Um, I feel like it's also interesting yeah. to note that like, uh, Lucifer was like the leader of the choir in heaven, right? In like the mytho- mythological yeah. kind of sense. So definitely, I feel like yeah. um, there is that sort of energy that works through artists. And that's why we have um, perhaps like artists pushing like a bad and negative narrative, creating chaos. Um, whereas I feel like, yeah. My purpose is to 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 create light because like sound is the like the smallest kind of it everything is sound because everything is vibrating, right? Um yeah. so it's all like this like like um sound is the basic sort of element to existence. And if we can control sound, we're controlling vibration. We're controlling um, emotion and creation, literally creating like the wall is solid because it's vibrating so high. Um, Mm. You know what I mean? I definitely know what you mean. Yeah. You're making a lot of sense to me. I mean, with you being so interested in the occult and obviously your spiritual gift, um, I don't know about like your background in terms of like family and such. Um, is that something that they're aware of? And if they are, what are sort of their thoughts? How do they feel about it? Um, well, my brother thinks my brother's kind of, he's like, that's fucking scary. Like you're doing some scary shit. Um, I grew up Muslim. (laughs) So like it is kind of, um, 
not accepted widely even with like christian people if i read cards for someone and i'm right they're like ha like what are you doing here like this is some devilish yeah. things and yeah. i'm like yo um why would the <laughs> devil want to help you you know uh yeah. so no my family yeah, my is weird about it but i mean they obviously can't change you i mean this is you know what you're into this is a gift so it's not like they can do anything about it either way yeah, for sure <laughs> have you ever done any readings like uh, on, on some of your family members and how have they sort of reacted to that uh yeah i did i did one for my brother the other day and i told him some stuff and he wasn't too happy about it um and i was like yeah. dean dude his name is dean like there's nothing like he's like he's yeah. like who's controlling this like how how are the cards flipping like that i'm like i don't know and it's just yeah. like um I don't know what's controlling it, but there definitely is a higher power. And if you don't believe that there is yeah. something guiding you, like here's evidence. Definitely. And it, this also sort of reminds me, when you say that you grew up Muslim and in a Muslim home, um, there's an episode uh, that we had with um, an artist by the name of Qasim. Um, and he he's Muslim. Like he led us into like his home and everything. Shout out Luigi. Um, and he led us into his home and he was basically telling us that, um, making like being a musician as well. Like I'm looking at what you're saying and that what you're doing and what you're into is frowned upon, you know, within sort of like the Muslim sort of community and such. And what he also told me is that music as well. Um, I think he called it, there was a name for it. I don't know if it's yes. Haram. He said music is haram. Yes, music is haram. So besides the spiritual calling that you have, um, they obviously couldn't have been happy where they found out that you're, you're a producer as well and that you're making music, right? Absolutely. Like I'm going to go meet my dad sometime soon. I haven't seen him in some time. And like he hasn't seen me with all these like tattoos and um I'm a producer, mm. I'm reading tarot, I dress the way I want to. So yeah. uh, it is a bit scary. It is haram and like, uh, there's, it's like, yo, this is who I am. There's nothing really I can change and I wouldn't want to. Yeah, definitely. That's that's definitely something good going for you. It's like you believe in what you believe in and you're not letting anyone sort of change, you know, the person that you are. I mean, just sort of like looking at the music though in general, you know, with you being a producer and all, um, how are you sort of finding that space? Um, is it something that obviously you must be enjoying, you know, being a producer? But um, when we're looking at you now, you know, trying to break out. You obviously aren't trying to appeal to the to the masses. Um, but how has sort of your experience been, you know, as a producer, as a female as well? Because I feel like there aren't that many female producers that are in the public eye at least. So what has your experience been like uh, as being a female producer within South Africa? Um, it's interesting, I guess. Um, it's very difficult for me to navigate the space because it's so male um sort of led um it's like like how yeah. do i go about booking gigs um it's it's very difficult to be like yo listen to my tracks because as a woman i'm not really taken seriously like oh you make beats and it's like okay like probably some fruity loop kind of whack things you know which I'm not tooting my own horn, but yeah. like you, you know, if your stuff's good, right? Yeah. Definitely. So it's just difficult to be taken seriously. Um, and that's been a uphill battle. 
uh, for the longest time. Are there any like female producers that you've sort of worked with um, or maybe female producers that you'd like to work with and that are maybe of a similar view to yours that, you know, um, female producers just aren't taken seriously um, within South Africa? And who are they? And if there are any you'd want to work with, um, let us know who they are as well. Um, so I have worked with Rose Bonica, um, very amazing okay. uh, techno producer in Cape Town. Um, by a track, yeah. I think it's on last, the last kind of project on Spotify, the Deer in Headlights remix. That's a yeah. remix of her track. Um, she's really like, she's, 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 she's doing the things, you know, um, for, for women in South Africa yeah. as producers. And then another honey who actually yeah. linked me with Ableton, um, and they hooked me up with their program is Davina Satori. Um, a friend of mine, very okay. good, like mentor and like somebody I look up to and Rivia, um, also a female producer, yeah. just like doing things for, for women and like for the queer community that nobody else is really doing. Mm. Obviously you mentioned the, the queer community there. Um, yourself is are you sort of that is that something you sort of with are you part of the community um or is it just a matter of you know you're very much in support of you know the community as a whole um i'm absolutely queer um i think not in like the sense of like sexuality i do believe sexuality is fluid but i i feel like i'm just a queer human being in the sense of the word queer um I'm very, okay. I, I like what I like. What does that mean? Like, wh what does that mean to you? What do, What's the definition of queer according to Amira? Um, strange. Like when you say you're a queer human Strange being. and other. Yeah. Like the other, you know, um, the, 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 like not really accepted or, um, I, I think in high school I did this study on the queer art of failure and it's basically not in high school in university okay. they're talking about um i had to write an essay on like what blackness meant and what like how black people are othered so it was more like a study on the other um how like colonial mindsets yeah. like explore this othering of people that they do not understand or want to understand and that's also how i came into my calling because um I really resonate with the culture of the other um, reading tarot cards, believing mm. in ancestors. That's not colonial. You know, it's not white. It's, it's, it's other. So I, I, I find myself mm. queer in that sense in queer spaces. Um, and I'd be bold enough to say black spaces where I, I am that and I can speak to that mm. as that, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, looking at your, your family history um, and you obviously mentioning, you know, more like the, the black sort of, you know, culture and aesthetic. Um, it, do you have like a long line of, you know, people that are black within the bloodline of the family? Um, was there ever maybe a point where maybe one of them or maybe like a great grandmother of yours or something that you may know about uh, maybe also had this gift or has it just been Muslim through and through? Um, I don't really know much about my own family um, tree. So I couldn't say for certain. 
Yeah. Um, but I do know and I do believe yeah. that it is hereditary, like spiritual gifts are hereditary. Um, so I think perhaps, yeah. yeah, even like as far as like the 1600s, like I've been doing a lot of readings on East Africa and um, like like the yeah. Berbers and Morocco and um, like these communities, they would be considered black communities, yet they look like me, you know. They were Muslim. They had tattoos on their faces as sacred rituals. They practiced Islam before, um, like, the white man sort of started to guide religion. Um, So it's it's very intricate and very interesting and, like, deserves a lot of exploration. As a a very spiritual person, and I'll try to link it again with the music and such, um, whenever you are sort of, I don't know if you would practice you know, the, the spirituality or, you know, do something within that sort of a spiritual sort of gift. Um, is there, do you ever maybe lend that towards maybe your production in a way where say, for example, like I'll make an example with a band or something like before we go on stage or something, we will do like 50 push-ups <laughs> or something and then just to get pumped and then go on, make an example, terrible example. I know, but um, is there something that you do? to prepare yourself and get yourself in the zone. I mean, even if it's just beyond music, just in whatever it is that you do, just to sort of, you know, bring yourself back together type thing. Um, yeah, I like to speak to, like, whatever I ingest. So, like, I usually smoke weed and then, like, I'll speak to it and I'll, like, sort of confess over it what I want to do. Um, and that's mostly in making music. Um, even with my, like my co-producers, if I work with somebody, um, it's, it's almost like a very yes. drug induced state. Um, it doesn't like really matter what mm. kind of drug, um, I wouldn't really like to get into that, but it is, it is this sort of yeah. ritualistic ingesting of a substance or a mind altering kind of thing where we are getting into a higher realm or a different realm or a different mindset Mm. and set the intention upon that thing. Even if it's like eating like a banana, Mm. being like, yo, this banana is going to give me magical powers. This is very beautiful. I'm I'm just really stoked to be getting all this insight, you know, because I've never really had a conversation, you know, with, with someone like yourself who's got this sort of gift. So it's really just intriguing. As much as this is a music podcast, it's just lovely getting to hear a musician and an artist, you know, beyond just, you know, music, because we are more than, you know, what we create as well. So it's, it's a really wonderful opportunity. And some of the stuff, obviously, on your link tree, as well, as I said, it's an entire universe in there. Like anyone who's listening to this, watching this, I urge you to go check that out because there's just so many things listed on there. Um, you know, what are sort of the future plans, you know, going forward? Um Right now, obviously, focusing on production. Um, we are obviously in the new year. Well, this episode is going to be dropping in the new year. So what are sort of your plans? What do you have sort of building up? Um, what can we sort of expect in terms of like production? What are you working on? Let us in on all the exclusives and all the secrets. Um, okay. For the moment, I'm just trying to get all my projects out. Like every single track I've ever made and been like, okay, guys, listen, please like shit. Um, listen to <laughs> what I've done um, and finish sort of the year yeah. off, like, like accomplished, you know, like, okay. Um, like tie up loose ends, um, you know, sort of arrange and sort and 
compartmentalize all the things. And then next year, I have no idea what's in store. I'm very excited though. Um, definitely, I feel yeah. film is opening much more. Um, I scored for a fashion film this year in Milan, which wow. was amazing. What? Yeah. What? Well done. Congrats. That's massive. That's huge. Thank you. Shouts out. Um, <laughs> so basically I'd, I'd like my plan and my hope is basically to enter the film space much more, um, perhaps even revisit the theater space as a producer and a sound engineer. Um, and then all the mm. other kinds of like vibes and the tunes and the jams definitely are going to come up. I'm, I'm still, um, learning so much in Ableton, so it's it's gonna be fun. Mm. But you're an independent artist, right? So you basically hands on with absolutely everything. Um, I'm certain you're running your social media, which we definitely need to touch on because your Instagram is one of the most interesting <laughs> experiences. <laughs> like, <laughs> wow! Like it's some like I feel like it's so there's so much thought behind it, but like at first glance, you might look at it and not understand. But at the same time, I feel like thought has been put into this. Like there must be a reason why, you know, Amira went on Instagram and posted a series of like images and randomness and such. It's wholesome. It's a wholesome experience. I love it. Um, but obviously having to handle all of that by yourself, you're having to handle now, um, running the social media page, you have to handle now production. You are basically your own PR, you're your own social media strategist, you're your own producer and such. Wearing so many hats, does that ever sort of become a bit heavy um, or are you sort of managing just fine? Um, I don't know. I think I've got something of a hang on it. Um, it's sort of like second nature, but heavy is the head that wears the crown. So... Um, I sometimes yeah, yeah. doubt like, yo, is this like too personal? Is this too much? Am I giving too much of myself? Um, so yeah. there are those, those, those like elements where I could use like perhaps even a manager or somebody to, to like kind of reel me in because I can get quite, uh, rowdy, you know, and maybe to my detriment. Rowdy, like how? <laughs> Like, just like define rowdy define this inappropriate i guess or or um what's maybe culturally unacceptable and like somebody be like amira what the fuck why did you post that or um like that was just that was unhinged like i i know a lot of people think i'm perhaps insane which i have to take like I'm kind of crazy, so it's an incredible i mean it makes for so some really entertaining you know, um, I feel like it's it's a very positive thing. I mean, you're not holding back. You know, if you yourself re reckon, hey, I'm a crazy person and this is what you're getting, that means that you're super authentic, eh? You're not trying to give us something you're not, in a way. Um, does it ever get, like, toxic at all? Do you ever... I mean, obviously, if you're going to be posting something unhinged or you're going to be posting something where maybe you're like, half naked for example or whatever um do you ever get any sort of backlash from that because obviously it's in the public eye people are seeing this they obviously mention someone will be like what the fuck amira i shouldn't have posted that um you know obviously 
it it attracts certain things. Maybe you'll get like a whole lot of guys coming through in the DMs after seeing an image and they're like, ah, Mira, whatever they say in the DMs. So does it ever get to that stage? And how do you sort of handle that sort of like negative attention if it happens? Um, I think, I think the most unpleasant experience is perhaps the male gaze, like, um, like, and like this thing of like looking beyond what I'm trying to do. Like, um, I really merge like spirituality and sexuality to one thing. Like I'm a feminine human being, therefore I'm sexual. Um, but that doesn't mean I want to have sex, you know? Um, and then I'll get like a comment, like gets me hard or like drain my balls or something. And it's like, Ah. you're, you're looking so you're making something so beautiful and like, so like sacred and like artful gross. Um, so I think that that's the worst thing for me. I never really get any like, um, like negative, like feedback, except for that. It it would be like some like pervert, you know? Um, and it's hard to moderate that. I guess it's just like, I have to accept it. Um, cause, cause I'm not going to stop doing what I'm, what I like to do. I'm not going to not post things I want to post. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's 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 a difficult space to navigate, but I think I'm I'm doing okay in it. But I mean someone who's watching this or listening to this and is like, you know what, Amira, I'm going through the exact same thing. I've got like fifty pervs all up in my DMs on a daily basis. Um are you basically saying that sort of like a solution to that would be to sort of just keep being you, just sort of ignore them, block them? Like what do you sort of do to counteract you know these guys being pervs and such um specifically specifically i just block i just block sometimes i entertain it just Mm. to you know sort of clown them um it's 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 for me it's a lot about like uh reclaiming reclaiming identity reclaiming sexuality um reclaiming myself so not sort of being a victim and, and, and being like, oh, like, oh, no, no, like, and stop doing what I'm doing. It's more like, um, I will rather like entertain it and not entertain it in like a, in a bad way, but it's like, okay, if you want to play, I can play too. You know, it's like, um, this masculine energy trying to sort of impose on my feminine energy. And then it's like, okay, I wait. You want to see masculine? I can fucking be masculine too. Um, I can play that same game. Yeah. And I think that's, imp- I think it's mm. important for oh. women to own their masculine energy and not really wait for masculine energies to change or respect them, but rather find that masculine in yourself and own it. Mm, that is very beautiful. We almost, we almost at the end, but um, I just wanted to find out from you what, being a musician and what being a producer, what being an artist for however many years you've been going um, has sort of taught you. And what do you take from this experience being an artist um, that you basically apply into your everyday life? Um, It's definitely that I create my reality. Um, Anything that I create by my hands, I can manifest. So that's, 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 that's that, that I am a creator and just as the higher source is a creator. I am, I am like that. I am not God, but I am in the image of God. Therefore, anything that I create is mine and I have made it. Therefore, I can, I can, I can do anything. 
I can make anything if I can make it, you know? Um, and, and like, that's mm. been the greatest mm. discovery as an artist. Like you make, you make life is what you literally make it. Um, so you should make it, mm. um, you know, definitely. And what advice would you give to anyone that is looking up, you know, to a mirror as a role model, as a producer, and is like, you know what, I want to one day be in a similar position to what Amira is in right now, you know, as much as, as far as production goes, as far as being an artist goes, um, is there any advice that you can give anyone that's looking at sort of trying to tackle this sort of space and getting into that sort of creative space, you know, within South Africa and such about any challenges or any peaceful, you know, piece of advice for them? Um, I think just, just, just be yourself. I know that's cliche, but just, absolutely be true to your genuine self and listen to yourself. Um, the body and the heart and the mind has so much wisdom. I, f- I find that like, I'm not even thinking sometimes I'm just listening. Like I'm less like, like I'm listening to the wisdom of the universe and my own thoughts. So I feel like just, just be yourself. And I, I like cannot stress that enough. Just be true to yourself. Um, listen to your mm. urges, listen to your impulses, listen to your pain, your hatred, your jealousy, your anger, like, like, and see like, yo, who, who is this person? Cause I feel like we all just come here to mm. get to know who we are. Um, learn yourself, learn what makes you tick, what makes you happy. How do you feel in certain spaces and follow that? Mm. Um, don't betray yourself. Mm. I think is the most important thing in this industry. Um, your tattoos, how many do you have? Um, well, tell me about like the, the most recent one, like what's it about or your most favorite one, you know? Okay. I have 15. That's quite a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, my most recent, okay. No, my favorite one is probably this one on my face. It's a spider. Are you on an insult face tat? What? Yeah. That is fucking epic. Um, I love that. That is insane. <laughs> Thank yeah, you. It's awesome. <laughs> um, so basically, it's just the, as a symbol of protection. Um, there was this story about the prophet Muhammad in the cave, and the bad guys are looking for him. And the spider weaves this like intricate as web over the the front of the cave um, that could not possibly be woven um in minutes but it does just to to show like the enemies like yo he's not in there so the the spider sort of protects the prophet and that's like the symbol for me like i feel like i could have been that spider in a past life or or spiders protect me in this life um whenever i feel cobwebs i know that i'm protected i think you're the second artist that we've had on that as a face tat the other was venus raps venus raps i think you guys should link up was she's she's insane and you're insane as well and that collaboration would be epic but um with you getting a face tat is that something that um would you say this is you fully committing to this musician thing because now obviously you know it makes it difficult if you wanted to get like a nine to five or anything you know you can't rock up with a face tat or anything i guess you could cover it up with makeup and such but um is that anything you ever thought of before getting the tat like hmm, maybe one day i want to get a job you know <laughs> yeah no absolutely i remember telling someone like the day after i got it i'm like this is it bro like now it's like i will push my bro like you can't do anything else um yeah. so it is sort of definitely a commitment yeah. to like okay this is what i'm doing this is what i want to do 
um, I literally cannot do anything yeah. else now. Yeah. I mean, what is the ultimate goal for you? Like, where do you want to take this though? Like, what would you say is success to you? Because success is, is very different for all of us. You know, for me, for example, well, this is just an example. Like I could say success for me is getting 25 people listening to this, to this episode that we're doing now. And that for me would be like the pinnacle, right? So for you, what is the pinnacle when it comes to what you're doing? That'll make it, that'll make that face tat worth it. And you'll be like, actually, I made the right choice. I'm where I'm at. What is the holy grail for you? Um, perhaps just to move people and, and really speak to them, change their lives. Um, be like, yo, like have somebody hit me up and be like, I was going through a really dark time. Your music guided me or I was watching this film and like this, the sound stuck with me or like, you've healed me. I'd, 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 I'm a healer. So success to me would be healing the, the collective conscious on a, a grand and like spiritual deep level so that we can move out of this sort of like, I know it's really big, but like this war state that we are in as a world, as like everything crumbling and everything just going to shit. I'd really, I'd really like to bring healing that would be my ultimate mm. goal. That is a very beautiful goal indeed. Amira, thank you for joining me on this episode and this experiment of mine. Um, I've really just learned a lot about you. And in all honesty, like, you know, it could literally go on forever. Like, I feel like we could literally talk for hours and hours about random stuff. But I'm also trying to make it, you know, specific to what you are as an artist and such. But I'm pretty certain that maybe one day in a different space, um, you and I will get an opportunity to just chop it up. It has to happen. Sure. Um, this is an opportunity to sort of plug now, obviously your social media handles and I'd also like for you to plug your tarot stuff because I mean, if someone is out there and they want in a reading of some sort, um, you know, it could be also an opportunity for a source of income of some sort or whatever. So if it's worth anything, like that as well yes okay so hi guys um i am ac.idtab on instagram um you can find me on facebook what does that mean by the way tab like lsd oh, is, that, is, that, is that is that is that your artist name um it used to be um also like like a okay. dollar sign cid because my name is amira mula so like a with the money you know ah. Shmani, um, okay. <laughs> Amira on Facebook, on YouTube, my tarot is playing cards. So you guys can like watch all sorts of like readings there for different signs. Um, I get kind of, kind of wild and very straightforward if anybody's into that kind of thing. Mm. Um, and yeah, that's me, Amira on Spotify, on Bandcamp. I think I am acid on SoundCloud acid as well. Um, yeah, just like link me for all my work. I have so much to give. Just to anyone uh, that's been listening to this as well, thank you so much for tuning in and really hope that you do stick with us throughout the whole year. Um, and thank you for joining myself in the mirror. It's been a really awesome, awesome episode. I've enjoyed this one and I hope you've enjoyed it as much as I have. For everything Sledge Underground, it's obviously Sledge Underground. 
um, at Sludge Underground on Instagram, at Sludge031 on Twitter, and obviously we have our website, www.sludgeunderground.com. As for myself, it's at Zwani031 on absolutely all social media handles. And until next time, there's a bluebird in my heart that wants to get out, but I'm too tough for him. Tough for him. There's a bluebird in my heart that wants to get out, but I'm too tough I say stay in there, I'm not gonna let anybody see you. I say stay in there, I'm not gonna let anybody see you. Stay in there, I'm not gonna let anybody there's a bluebird in my heart that wants to get out, but I pour whiskey on him and inhale cigarette smoke. And the whores and the bartenders and the grocery clerks never know that he's in